Hey everyone, welcome back to Teenager Therapy. I'm Gael. I'm Kayla. I'm Thomas. And welcome back to the podcast. It looks a little bit differently. Yeah. It looks a little different, I mean. Um, yeah. It is not a big change. This isn't like a new set. <laughs> We're not like, don't get, don't freak out, don't freak, yeah. stay calm. It's just... New year, new us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no big we're, upgrades we're literally just because it's um could not shoot from thomas's bedroom because it was a little inconvenient because it's been hectic it's been a hectic couple of weeks with school starting mm-hmm. new schedules new routine i feel like that's a lot emotionally um it's hard to deal with but yeah i don't know more than anything we just kind of have to do it of course so once we settle into it we'll be back in thomas's room as scheduled every week mm-hmm. this week's episode is about how to be alone how to learn how to be alone a little bit it's a little bit of everything i suppose trusting yourself to be alone self-trust loneliness versus being alone all of those topics um i feel like this has been really relevant in my life recently that i've really been noticing like these past two weeks um because i've been going through A lot of difficult emotions in the past three months or so, right? It's been a lot of difficult emotions. Um, Mostly due to a couple different situations all kind of combined at once. And, you know, if we would have had this conversation like five months ago, you know, mid-year last year, I think I would have given a different answer to the question of do you trust yourself to be alone i think i probably would have said no i probably would have talked about how scared i was to be alone how anxious it made me how worried i was that if i lose people close to me in my life or if i'm suddenly alone and lonely that i would fall apart and i would just lose myself lose my routines my habits and just not be able to be the best version of myself um but now you know five months later i feel like i've gone through a lot of difficult emotions and a lot of difficult situations and as it turns out like i'm fine i am okay i'm okay i dealt with it and I turned out okay. Like, it wasn't as bad as I hyped myself, hyped up the situation, right? It wasn't as bad as I just amped it up to be of all these things because I went through a series of events that caused a lot of of sadness, a lot of pain, a lot of anger, basically every negative emotion you could think of, a lot of anxiety. And for the first time in my life, it really kind of was just up to me to figure out. There was no one. I guess I made a choice to not run to anyone to deal with it on my own and figure it out. Not that it's a bad thing to have others help you. But in the moment, I didn't really feel like that's what I I needed. And so I kind of took these negative emotions and I just felt them. Like I just felt all these emotions let myself be hurt let myself be sad and in pain and it took a couple months of feeling that way and then eventually i like got back up again and i realized i don't feel so bad anymore 
And then recently, this month, I feel like has been slightly tough on me. In a very subtle way, in a way that I didn't even notice. And this is why I feel like I've sort of grown a lot by being alone because... One, I'm, I'm like, even just going off to do my work stuff or going off to do my personal things. There was a point in my life where I would always be on a call with someone and I would always be calling someone, always talking to someone. And there was company constantly, you know, I was, I was with someone essentially. And this past, you know, these past months, I've realized, wow, like I am doing all this without anyone by my side to talk to, to, you know, call on these drives or anything. And it has felt really nice. There's a lot of peace that comes with knowing that I can do it and it's not as bad as I imagined it to be because I think when we're surrounded by people or we think about the concept of loneliness and being alone, it's so easy to it's so easy to make it seem like it's the end of the world and it's it seems really scary but i think once you go through hard things you realize like you can do it like you can trust yourself to get through it and even though this month has been really tough on me mentally i feel okay with it like, I feel okay with it. Like, if, if I feel sad or frustrated or whatever it might be, I just cry and I let it out. And I just know, like, there's no sense of worry or panic, I think is the biggest thing. There's no sense of panic. It's peaceful in a way of kind of, like, reaching this point where you know the emotions will pass and you'll be okay. And my routine isn't going to get messed up. I'm not going to lose myself. I'm not going to fall apart. At the end of the day, everything will be fine. And I think a big part of that was because I spent so long establishing these little foundations and these habits of, you know, I think a big one for me has always been taking care of my body and my diet and making sure to feed myself and exercise and be active. And that's a habit that keeps me very grounded and then also doing things that are new to me, like journaling and writing gratitude letters to myself. And I think it's like a combination of all of these little tiny habits that have built up this foundation that I didn't even know was there. Like I knew I was working towards something, but before you actually go and experience these hardships and these bad emotions, you think like, have I done enough? Have I built enough of a base to trust myself to not fall down incredibly hard when someone does knock me down? And I guess the point I'm trying to make is after I went through it and I experienced it, I realized I am very proud of myself for the mentality that I have built. I think I always struggled a lot with self-trust, trusting myself to be okay, trusting myself to be alone. And so recently I've been feeling very grateful for myself. I don't know. I've been, I've been just, 
I've been very proud of myself for that. And I've been very proud of the way that I continue to handle things. Um, so that has felt nice. And so I think when we talk about being alone, it's important to keep up the perspective and remind yourself that if you have good habits that you've been working towards, you know, you'll, you'll probably be okay. Like I think it comes with a lot of trust and stuff like that. Yeah. That's good to hear. I know. Uh, I was like, that's refreshing yeah. to hear. <laughs> you don't hear yeah. that often. I think the age of 19 has just been a year of independence and being on my own and growing up. Because I think even though we were going off to college at 18, it was still very immature and we were just focused on having fun. I felt like I personally didn't have a lot of responsibilities um, during freshman year. And I think when I turned 19, it's just been a lot of opportunities for me to just be on my own. For example, going to France with just me and Kayla. We've never traveled outside of the... Well, yeah, like, <laughs> we've never been anywhere yeah. with just us. And for us to go to Paris and the South, um, just on our own, booking the Airbnbs and figuring out the transportation, navigating it, not knowing the language, I think that trip really did make me open my eyes and, like, whoa... I lost my phone there. I got mugged in Paris and I was able to figure it out. And I didn't have like this horrible reaction to it. Like I normally would when something stressful really happens. I wasn't like, I, I was definitely not happy about it, but I was not freaking out or panicking. Even Kayla said so. Yeah, she I, was, it. I was very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> so, was, I really was. It wasn't your typical Thomas reaction. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't know what was <laughs> getting to me. I don't know what sparked it. Maybe because I had nobody else to turn to for this. Like, it yeah. was on me to figure it out. Calling the banks, calling my family. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the most stressful um, time of my life. But... I got through it and ever since then it's just it's just been more and more um of just me being on my own like I don't have anyone to answer to I have to go grocery shopping on my own accord which I haven't done in a bit um I I recently just got my license I think that was a pretty big moment for me um I'm like the last person in my circle to have gotten my license. So it's 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 it's, it's a big deal. Um and I feel like as soon as I got that license, I just felt so grown because I was putting it off cuz of that fear of growing up and I knew that as soon as I got my license, it would have made adulthood real and there would have been no excuses like, "Oh, I I can't drive like someone has to drive me." Well, I can take myself there now. And it was just nice being on my own and getting my license has been just fun because I can go wherever, whenever I took myself on like personal dates when I was back home. It was just, I don't know. I think right now I have a lot of gratitude for myself 
and my company. And that's something I haven't really been dealing with since I've been so codependent for most of my life. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of growth coming from Tom. Um, I don't know. When I think of being alone and being independent, all that, I feel like it's been like that for a while, at least for me. And so I'm more so just used to it or it doesn't necessarily phase me. But recently I have sort of been thinking about when or if. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> no, no. It's nothing scary. Um, I've just been thinking like when or if me and my boyfriend break up, I will have a new sense of independence that I had before, but discovered in a new way now. And that's scary and nerve wracking, but also exciting because with us now, we don't really message consistently throughout the day. It's more so like afternoon and then nighttime, you know, catching up on the days. And I like it like that. And to me, I'm like, Oh, that's like, that's healthy, you know, like I'm not going to get super attached like that. And I think for the longest time th when I would think of relationships, my immediate fear was like, oh, I don't want to get like too attached or like I, I don't want to get attached, you know, period or whatever. But I'm not realizing that that's inevitable. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, you guys, you can't control. How yeah, you no, literally. It's like you... Even if you message like twice throughout the day, you will get attached to that person because you're doing it consistently. You know, it's you're they're building your yeah, they're a constant yeah. in your life. Like regardless of if you have a bad day, bad week, you're going to message that person. And so without you even recognizing it, you already have that foundation built. And so I'm just nervous to see how I'll be once I don't have, you know, like that person to necessarily turn to. Like, I know I can message my friends, but like I don't message them daily necessarily because I feel like that's a little bit too excessive. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's just it's just discovering a new sense of independence that I hadn't before, because I mean, even like in like high school, you know, and going into college, I was sort of already figuring things out on my own just because my family doesn't really, they can't really help even if they wanted. And also my siblings too, they, they did things on their own. So then they would tell me to like, you need to get on this and this and this. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, but being alone, I don't know. That's, yeah it's your I'm first relationship sure. so you have a lot of experiences that you see no go <laughs> there's just this like when did you how old were you when you started dating him 18 18 i'm 19 now and now you're 19 now but a lot happened in that year yeah no that's that's so, what i'm about to say so much happened in that year it's weird dating from the ages of like you know junior year and then into college because there's so much growth that once you know you're dating for like a year two years three years 
you look back and you're like, holy shit, we started dating when we were 17, 18, etc. And now we're like 19, almost 20, maybe 20 even. And that's when it hits you. Everything becomes a lot more real because character starts showing because there are more serious things you have to talk about um, in a lot of ways because now you're both genuinely focusing on careers and you might be looking at jobs and you have work, you have classes, you have a lot of things to manage and you realize like why like, like this person that I love so much now I'm like is unrecognizable or just completely incompatible and it's it's weird how quickly that shift comes that you don't realize it until you're already like this isn't gonna work like it worked when we were just having fun and it was like you know there wasn't anything to worry about besides just loving each other but now like we both have things to do I have things to worry about and like some sometimes you realize our characters don't match like our values our lifestyles it's for sure and Something that gets me too is I think if I met him now, would I still be willing to date him? Yeah, and that's not so like regardless of the so history. We have. Like if I met him now, just as he is right now, and how I am right now, like would I still? Oh, <laughs> would I still, you know, give it a chance? And I don't know. But also, Thomas, how you're saying about like the independence thing, how like there's lots of freedom in it. I. I totally agree. It's so nice, but also it's so scary. <laughs> yeah. Because you realize that even if you wanted to go to someone for something, you sort of can't. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to figure out the answers on yourself like everything is up to you. Basically. And that's for both rent. a very freeing and scary yeah. sentence. That's... And th- I think that just goes to do I trust myself that I'm going to be able to get through everything that's going to come my way which i think i will because i mean we've already everybody here in this room i feel like has been through so much Mm -hmm. and yet we've gone through it so it's scary to think about but i don't want to put such an emphasis on like the negatives of it because and then i get just overwhelmed yeah because the negatives i mean we live through daily and so we're getting through the days so honestly i don't really dive into the negatives because even now, even though I have reached this new level of independence, it's still not complete independence. I'm 19. I'm in college. I go home to my parents' house like every week. So I'm not truly independent. And I think I'll really, really start to think about all that when I'm out looking for jobs and then I graduate and yeah yeah so So i don't know right now i just i'm trying to be patient with myself Mm -hmm. because if i spend all my time stressing out about the future then i know i can't do that right now and you know even though this episode might you could take it two ways because a lot of people i think uh associate being independent with being alone which i guess is fair to say for um you know it's pretty closely linked i would say when i think about independence to me it's it's up to you when i think about being alone it's it's up to you and so i agree with what you said kayla about it feels like you've been we've been doing this yeah like (laughs) exactly like we've been doing this because one just of course lack of privilege no support um in a lot of ways of course we're supported but 
a lot of it is up to us. And I think for me, I, what I'm experiencing now, I think is not this, I don't think it's necessarily a shock or a revelation of like, I'm so independent now. It's just that like, I, hmm. I don't know how to exactly describe it, what I'm feeling. Like, even today I was thinking about it. I was like, I, I'm only like 19. Um, but I, I, I I kind of have this, like, I can rely on myself completely if I chose to. If I if I really chose to rely on myself completely, I would be fine if suddenly, you know, my mom was like, you cannot live here anymore. You have to go. I realized, like, I'd be able to figure that out. I basically have, like, my job, career. I'm not in school, which I think takes away a lot of the comfort of, like, I still don't need to do this. And so... Oof, it's weird it's but it's also like i mean i'm like coming to a lot of peace with that fact and like i said it's less about the anxiety of it and just about the peace of it all and i'm like oh shit like all these things that i was scared of that like would i have the capacity to do like i'm already doing them basically and like it'll be okay like i'll be fine I basically have i can do it whenever i choose to and so yeah i i think learning to be alone is self-trust and building habits because i don't think i think the people that are just scared of being alone is just like do you trust yourself you know what nothing oh, okay i because i remember before gal when we would talk about like being alone you're you would just be adamant on the fact that like like, you didn't want to be alone. And before we continue the episode, we want to tell you about another podcast recommendation since you all loved the last ones. There's an amazing show that is about as real as it gets, and that's Tigress with Nadia Okamoto. You might know her as the viral TikToker who talks about periods or as a social entrepreneur and author. But Tigress is where Nadia sits down and gets really real. She shares her unfiltered, unedited, honest diary on her journey of being a work in progress. To her, being a Tigress is about getting vulnerable and building resilience. So if you like to talk about topics such as mental health, body image, and internet culture, you'll really like Tigress. So check it out wherever podcasts are available. Do you guys trust yourself? Probably not. (laughs) Really? I I feel... Like, I can't say a definitive yes or no answer. Um, well, like, what do you mean by that exactly? Like, what? Nothing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just think Kayla is probably the most self-critical person I've ever known. And I think really? she's so capable of so much, but she just does not trust herself. I think so, too. Like, she, she's always doubting herself. She always thinks she can't do this, but she totally can. I think you need confidence. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love you. Anyways. 
Oh, you're crying. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. I don't know if I trust myself. I mean, I kind of do, but yeah, sure. I trust myself. I think I think I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am I am curious though, Kayla, because I always have wanted to know. God. Like, do you see yourself as capable? Yes. But in a way, it just seems scary to like fully know my potential. Because I I do think I set these limits on myself which i don't really know why i don't know why but yeah i think sometimes i just set limits as to like what i can or can't do just because either like i haven't had the experience or like i haven't tried it yet and so i just think that like oh you know this isn't meant for me or like i shouldn't do this blah blah blah. but i do think i am capable yeah, I, I do. I feel like I should just trust myself more and trust that, like, I know what I'm doing. Because, I mean, I'm here now and, like, I've done a lot. So I think I just need to be more kind to myself. Because <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of times I'm just thinking of other things I should have done or things that I can be doing right now. But I know that sometimes I just can't do it all yeah. as much as I want to. Yeah. I think you can still n- not know what you're doing, but still trust yourself. Because I think that's how I yeah. feel. I don't. I don't oh, know what the fuck okay. I'm doing, but I still trust, trust myself that like things are out. just gonna work out. Things have worked okay, out well, in the past, though. So. Okay. Yeah. I didn't really think about it that way, but with that mindset, then none of us know what so. we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe besides Gal over here, no. but. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, the thing is, he's I figured just, himself. Out. Yeah, I just feel like I, I will figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah. Like that's the big thing that I. It's a good thank you for bringing it up because it's good to emphasize that. I'm not saying I know what I'm doing. I have it figured out. It's just I know that I will because every problem I faced, I have figured it out somehow. Like yeah. I've just, it's like I'll figure it out, and I think it's like reminding yourself in these little moments that's like. You know, like when it comes, if you want to boil it, like take it down to even these the simple moments. It's like driving on the freeway, you know, like how much once. preparation you can you it. really have? Like yeah. you really, there's not, you can't really go through much education. You just kind of like, you know, you know how to drive and then eventually it's, you'll never feel prepared enough. You just have to trust you'll be okay and trust that you'll figure it out. And then you do. And then remind yourself, like, I like I did it. Like, I, you know, like, doing hard things gives you confidence. And I feel like I've, all of us have done so many hard things in our life that we should be confident that we can do it and we'll figure it out because that's all we've been doing. So that was really beneficial. This is um, a little bit unrelated, but sometimes I think, if I weren't going to school, I would have more time to figure myself out. But less of a direction. And that's scary. I guess. It's well, like, the, which one Which one do I want? Well, the thing is, like... I think about that when all the people, time. I, I want to... What do you mean when you say figure myself out? Because I feel like everyone's always like, I'm figuring myself out. I was like, 
what is the practicality of that? Like, what are you doing, you know, to do that? Like day to day. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Figuring yourself <laughs> out. Because people are like, I'm figuring myself out. It's like, yeah. what the fuck does that look like? Well, it's supposed to look like learning what you like, learning what you're passionate about. And I think a lot of people use college as a way to kind of um, just put a, them in, like, in a certain direction. So they keep on moving yeah. forward. But they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're passionate about and they don't know what they want to, you know, pursue for the rest of their lives. And I think I know what you mean by saying dropping out gives you that yes. opportunity to figure it out because I I, yes. I completely agree. Because with school, it takes up so much time. Yeah. A lot of time. And there's more distractions. You know, you don't have the people... You don't have your family around you all the time. You don't have your friends from home. You have a completely different set of people that most likely don't think like you at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you have all these distractions around you that sometimes make you question yourself and what you want, which I guess it is good for growth and just being exposed to different parts of the world. But mm. for four years, <laughs> I, I mean, longer than that, I feel like we've been we don't get a lot of opportunities to really learn what we like we're put inside this system of having to get the best grades and take these classes that we don't like Mm. but we do them just to get into good schools and we do the same exact thing over there like i feel like learning yourself and figuring yourself out is just exploring your curiosities of course if you don't have any curiosities then it's like well i honestly don't fucking know what to tell you but besides that like if you have curiosities I think knowing yourself is just as simple as exploring that. Like I, I completely agree, but it's not as simple when you don't have the time. Yeah. Easy for someone <laughs> who's not in college to say it. Which I admire you for. Yeah. Greatly admire you for. Um, but well, the thing is, like, we definitely have time for it. Like, you could always do little... Oh, no, I don't... Oh, I don't mean to sound like... You always can, but sometimes the way I see it is, like what other choice do you have than to make time for it i i agree but it's just harder and practicality yeah it's sort of i mean it's you can say that about anything i was about to say really want to for example think about think about your parents they come home from a long day of work but hey they need they should make the time to figure out something that they like they should make the time to like spend time on their hobbies but like they just want to go to bed they just like want to eat and go to bed and I, it sucks so badly, but I can't like hold that against them. Yeah. 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 So what can you do? Make time. <laughs> That's the <laughs> thing. Like, it's yeah. like, what can you do? It's like, yeah, I think like just finding small avenues on exploring yeah. that, you know, like making it, whatever efforts you can. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like the whole day or daily, just like sometime throughout yeah. the week. Even Maybe just watching even- a video on it. Yeah, maybe taking a class about it because that's what I'm trying to do. I just fill up my cl- my schedule of classes I like find interesting and not classes I need to take. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's college. Gosh, yeah, I don't know. I never really know how to answer the the fucking question of like, how do you figure out what you want to do? How do I explore my passions? Because at the end of the day, like the answer is so boring. It's just you have to sacrifice some things and take a risk to pursue what you want. And if that means you're going to, your grades are going to fail, that's what's going to happen unless you can do both at once. So I don't know. 
It sucks. It's the way it is, though. Yeah, it'll be fine, though. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it will. It genuinely will be fine. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah. Sometimes I'll have hard weeks or or a bad day, and I sometimes think, what if the time just stopped? (laughs) Like, what if it just stopped right now? (laughs) Like, what can I do, please? Um, But it doesn't stop, and it gets to the end of the day, and everything gets done at the end of the day, regardless Mm -hmm of whatever happened it will get done and we will finish college and you know we'll do this and this and this and yeah everything will get done yeah so that's i'll be sticking in college like at the end of the day i i talk a lot of shit about dropping out but i know damn well <laughs> no I'm, i would not i'm staying yeah yeah like good this. get your education i would not advocate for dropping out hmm. <laughs> I just happen to be in a lucky situation. Um, yeah, I don't know. Being alone, being independent, same thing. I don't think there's much else to say about it. Trust yourself. And then we turn 20. And oh, things but... are going to be a lot more real. And then everything we said will just <laughs> spiral or something. But I don't know who I am. I can't be alone. I yeah. was alone. I mean, I feel like everybody has that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. It's just this constant journey of self discovery and oh my god, which is annoying. Like I wish there was a point where you just knew. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about this. This is kind of off topic, mm. but I'm thinking about the TikTok that you sent me, Thomas. Um, which one that I saw today, and it was uh, this podcast. It was like podcast. Oh yeah. And basically, the guy said that he relies so heavily on future versions of himself that when he finally reaches that point he's more unhappy then yeah and i was like wow i sent out the same tiktok what does he mean by yeah. relies on future versions of himself like exactly. he's unhappy now oh he, he'll be happy once this he, happens he'll be happy yeah. when, at this age when i have this and that and like when i accomplish this then yeah. i'll be happy when i make this amount of money i'll be happy but you have to think what if that doesn't happen you can't be so set on future versions of yourself. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so real. Because I catch myself doing that sometimes too. And it's sort of like a wake up call. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a nice way to cope. You are. Yeah, have to be happy with what you have now. and <sighs> It's true. And I think that's the, the mindset shift that I've been really trying hard to make. Um, and therapy has like helped a lot with it. And the biggest thing was those fucking thank you letters to myself. Those really help they're so healing like i'm so sorry they're so healing like oh every time i write one i'm just like you're so great like um yeah and like it really helps like being like you know like i'm like proud of you who you are right now you're you have because you realize like wait like i have all these great qualities like why am i constantly longing for this imaginary person who's stronger or more emotionally stable or smarter it's like I have all those things right now. It might increase a little bit more in the future, but they're still existent now. So, yeah. yeah, that's our piece of advice. I guess for our poor question, it was so funny. In the last episode we did about nepotism, kids and privilege and stuff, I, I pulled them, what's your family income? <laughs> Combined Did family income. Answer? Yeah, we got a lot of answers and what it was interesting. Um, or like, what was the most? Yeah, I want to know the highest amount. I know. Who's listening? Um, let me check. I'm actually pretty curious. I feel like it's middle class. 
would be fair. I just find it hard to believe that a rich kid is listening yeah, and relating to no us, to right? <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but like, I, I yeah. don't know. It's hard to imagine. So 42% combined family income, 42% is 50K and under. Oh, yeah. hey. Majority. So there we go, guys. There we fucking go. Like, we're with you. Um, 21% make 50 to 99K combined family okay. income. 25 percent 100 to 250k so not a not bad like that's a 25 percent. that's more than yeah that's comfortable that's that's, that's very that's yeah. middle class that's middle class wait that is not middle class is it combined i don't know to be honest probably i i, I think it is i think it might be that's so crazy that wow. i don't fucking know don't quote us on this i really yeah, like I'm this sorry. our uneducation we probably is showing. sound dumb right now <laughs> um seven percent was 250 to 90 999k damn so seven percent and then five percent said a million plus you guys are trolling that's what i'm thinking like take it with a grain of salt you guys are bots but if some of you got a million plus invite us to your vacation homes like we do accept charity work (laughs) yeah help struggling college (laughs) help struggling college we'll bring you on (laughs) for a price for the right i'll give you a tour of campus i take you out to lunch (laughs) On you, actually. On you, <laughs> on you Kayla. <laughs> Thank you all so much. I don't know what I'll ask. Is do you trust yourself? And then I'll have you guys write a little gratitude letter in the comment section of the Spotify episode. So, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.